I hear the voice of my grandmother calling me. I hear the voice of my grandmother calling. Wake up, wake up, she says, wake up, wake up. Listen, 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 listen. May the rivers all run free. May the mountains be unspoiled. May the air be pure. May the trees grow up tall. May the earth be shared by all. I hear the voice of my grandmother calling me. I hear the voice of my grandmother calling. Wake up, wake up. She says, wake up, wake up. Listen, 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 listen. May the rivers all run free. May the mountains be unspoiled. May the air be pure. May the trees grow up tall. May the earth be shared by all. May the air be pure. May the trees grow up tall. May the earth be shared by all. Hello and welcome to the Womb Centered Healing Podcast. Before we get started with this episode, I'd like to share with you a few announcements about what's going on in the Womb Centered Healing Temple which is an online space for womb-centered healing practitioners to collaborate and share the important work of womb-centered healing with the world. I'm Sama Morningstar, the founder of the Womb-Centered Healing Temple. I'd like to invite you to visit the Womb-Centered Healing Temple website at wombcenteredhealing.com. And there you can sign up to to receive the Womb Centered Healing Temple newsletter, which will send you an email notification every time there's a new podcast episode out. And you'll also receive notifications about blog posts. uh, And you'll also um, be notified when there's new events, courses, and things to, to look forward to. You can explore the website there and see a variety of online courses that are available to support your womb-centered healing journey. So I hope to see you there um, signing up for the newsletter and perhaps for some courses and events. And otherwise, until then, enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Womb-Centered Healing Podcast. I'm Sama Morningstar, and I have Shanti here with me today. Thank you so much for joining us, Shanti. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Um, someone, uh, a friend, of, a mutual friend of ours, uh, I guess it was, called Shanti's attention to um, my request for speakers who can share with us about the uh, four elements, earth, air, fire, and water, and how that Uh, an awareness of these elements and working with these elements can support our womb wellness journey. So um, Shanti enthusiastically volunteered to come on and share with us about this. Um, So Shanti, I'd love for you to introduce yourself more and 
how you've learned about the, the four elements and womb wellness and, um, and how that has influenced your own womb-centered healing journey and that of people that you support. Well, thank you again for allowing me the opportunity to be here and to speak to you and to everyone about the journey um, and about womb wellness. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Iyanifa Ifatinoe Shanti Pravna. Um, I began this journey, I would probably say somewhere about maybe five, maybe six years ago. Um, I have I've had the honor of learning under um, African and indigenous elders, um, everything from not just uh, herbal um, and medicinal property, the actual modality of womb steaming and other womb related um, practices to help stimulate the womb and to really kind of allow women the ability and the possibility of keeping their womb. And especially since now we have seen an increase of hysterectomies happening across the, the nation and women struggling with infertility um, that we wanted to, I, I particularly also wanted to tap into uh, that knowledge, um, not just to help others, but for myself as well as I get older. Uh, but my journey really started, I think, just like most of anyone else. Uh, it was really a personal journey. Um, I was, I had developed some skin issues um, that really just wouldn't go away. Um, and it was in, in, I even went to Western medicine, had a biopsy and they couldn't even figure um, And it was just like this inflated rash more or less that just kind of like consumed my back and my chest um, into my belly. And at the same time, I started noticing also that my, my, my cycle was, would be consistent for like maybe three months and then be inconsistent. And I started developing cysts, um, which is also, you know, it, it's also known as Bartholomew cyst along the outer area of my vaginal, um, my vagina, more or less. And so with that being said, I wanted to find a way to really heal myself and Unfortunately, nothing was really working. And, but I, I was very strong on, I didn't want to use anything that had, you know, that was related to steroid or, you know, um, any steroids or any really prescription type drugs. Um, just, it didn't feel really comfortable for me. And so I began this journey and it really started off with my first uh, certification in womb steaming. And um, that was under the Yoni Steam Institute, which is led by one of my elders, um, uh, Iyanifa Ifatoke Oshalande Ajala. And through her, I was able to not only spiritually connect, um, but also understand the beauty that it is to reown our wounds and how to heal our wounds if we took the time to really understand our wounds. Um, and then that just kind of like, propelled me to go even further because uh, I am one of those types of individuals that once I open up the the box I go down the rabbit hole <laughs> <laughs> right so I'm really curious about this initial training uh, and certification for for yoni steaming um, what what were some of the things that you learned 
uh, not only about steaming, but perhaps even about lifestyle and, and how were the four elements involved in that, in that initial training? Did you, was this the, did you learn about the four elements in that training and, and, or did that come later? Yeah. Tell us about that. So the integration with the elements really came much later. Um, I think I've, I've always understood the elements as far as on an energetic level. Um, but the course really did, someone introduced it, but I don't even think that they were, that the, you know, um, the teacher was even knowledgeable how far she was going with it. Um, because during the, during the certification, we weren't just using, obviously with steam, you're using water and you're using earth with the herbs, but then she also introduced smoking, womb smoking, which is something that is not really practiced or advertised. And then at the same time, it wasn't just about healing a woman, but also healing men and seeing and understanding that men too have a, a womb just differently, but they have a womb as well, an area of creation. So in that aspect, I, you know, they, that's where I guess I would say physically it was introduced, mm -hmm. but on the energetic level, I've always understood and have had the understanding of it. And it was much more later down the road through other elders, particularly in my indigenous elders, that I really started learning the elements and the importance of earth, air, water, and fire by understanding and really understanding the constitution of a person's body. And this is where we began, or more or less, I began to understand that the body is really divided between the maternal and the, the paternal and the maternal um, lineage. And understanding that, we also look at the factor of like, where are the positioning of certain organs? And then, and if you think about it, in Vedic and Chinese medicine, that's vital to understand whether or not someone is having too much fire, because certain organs are a fiery organ, and then understanding also whether or not is the element related or connected to a water organ and are they having too much water or too little water. So in understanding that, I, I then began to really incorporate that into my practice that when someone comes to me and tells me I am suffering from endometriosis or endometriosis, I not only look at, okay, here's what medically that looks like, it's all in the room, but also understanding and then beginning to ask questions, what other discomforts are you feeling? What other elements are you seeing that are not properly functioning? Because again, the womb is not just, the, the hormonal balances in our womb are not just there. They are affected by other organs that we have, such as the digestive system, our kidneys, our liver, our thyroid. So understanding that as well and understanding that if they're not functioning properly and if they're overactive or underactive, that can play a major part on how the woman's womb is functioning and even her cycle and her day-to-day -day just bodily function. And so that's where um, those kinds of um, understandings kind of like bridge together for me. Um, so it was really much more when I started working with my indigenous elders, um, also with other teachers that are in the homeopathic um, uh, sphere that I really began to understand more on a physical level, the importance of understanding earth, air, water, fire. And then on a spiritual level, um, it only began to make that much more sense and kind of uh, coming into a fold um, because when you understand where the trauma 
and where the dysfunction, correct, let me correct myself. When you can understand where the dysfunction is occurring, you can then understand where the trauma is connected to. Is it connected to the lineage of the mother or is it connected to the lineage of the father? And then it might not be necessarily that they have a disconnect or a, an estranged relationship directly with the father or directly with the mother, but it could be something that is intergenerational, something inherited by the mother lineage of something that has been um, inflicted many, many years ago. And while she may not have that, he or she may not have that issue with their current mother, they might be seeing that by the relationships they are engaging with other people in society, be it at work, be it in their partnerships, be it in their friendships. And so that's where the energetics of understanding um, how these elements are so vital and important because again, it's about releasing the emotion and allowing it to surface, but then at the same time, not just dwelling on it, but actually processing through it so that we can live a better life. Now, given what you described as far as how your um, ailments were presenting themselves, a skin rash and cysts, mm -hmm. and things like this, those tend to be things that can, can take a while to resolve with mm -hmm. Uh, I'm imagining, and, and, and I'd love to hear your, your story about it, but I'm imagining that, that there were layers of deepening your awareness and deepening your personal healing process that you went through, when, you know, first learning about steaming and perhaps the, you know, that addressed it to a certain degree, and then you discovered a layer underneath that that needed to be addressed, and then it followed, and, you know, that led you to another elder and another um, line of inquiry mm -hmm. and another deepening of your studies. So could you, could you share about how your, your healing process paralleled this journey of, of inquiry and study? Sure, of course. So one thing that I've realized and learned was that basically all the things that my physical body was releasing and showing up was my own suppression of anger. I had so much suppression of anger that my body literally was saying, I cannot hold it any further. And so while with the steaming and steaming myself, that began to help, it still just only addressed the physical. It wasn't really addressing the more emotional levels. And that's where I got into even a deeper relationship with my Kundalini practice and really understanding how to address my anger and process through who or what is connected to the anger. Because again, anger isn't just an emotion that we feel today and is gone tomorrow. It has its layers and it can be connected to multitudes of things. So while you know, and I always give this example, you know, you can be, you can be in the road and get road rage, right? And get angry at someone cutting you off. And it's not necessarily that you're mad at the person cutting you off. There's something deeper than that. What about them cutting you off bothers you? Those are the types of questions you have to start beginning to ask yourself. What, how did that really make you feel? And then you start realizing, well, that made me feel like they didn't acknowledge my presence. Okay. So then now, now that you see that it's about acknowledgement, knowing that you are present, when or how have you ever experienced that type of scenario in your own individual life? 
And then you start to kind of like deciphering that, who was present, when, where, how. And then again, once you start seeing those things, you start, start, you start to see the interconnection with, oh, this happened to me as a child. This happened to me again at this stage and at this stage and at this stage. So you start to see the patterns of how that road rage, as people like to say, really kind of manifested itself. And it's just because you're finally able to kind of sort of express it, although unhealthy and although to a stranger and not really to the individual or to the situation that actually created the foundation of that rage. So that's where it really began for me was to kind of using that, but then also using the consultation and the support of my elders in understanding um, just how to even work with herbs and doing my plant walks with the herbs. That really allowed me to kind of build a relationship with certain herbs to allow them to not only be a part of my steaming, right? So here I am walking with like, for example, dandelion. You know, dandelion is a huge, is a, is a beautiful flower. And most people just see it as a weed, you know, something that is just ugh, ugly in the yard and then you just have to cut off. But what people don't realize is that the dandelion is super resilient. The dandelion year after year will continue to grow exactly where you just excavated it from. And that with that same power, the dandelion is a flower of sun. It is about brightness and opening up the doors and just kind of, you know, expressing. And here I am walking with this plant, understanding how to go about my process and release anger and opening the door to understanding the many layers of anger, while at the same time, it is also helping me physically heal myself. And so, and so dandelion is one that has been helpful for you specifically for yeah. anger. So, and that leads to the question that, that I was, I'm sitting over here, um, you know, stewing with is, um, what is the process? And I hear that one tool is connecting with herbs like dandelion, mm -hmm. um, but for, for that, for that anger, how, you know, first of all, how does the dandelion help that to be resolved? Because you know, what I'm hearing you say is that, and, and I'm, I'm sure listeners and myself included can relate to this, okay, yes, I'm angry at this current situation, but my anger is, is much bigger than what the current situation merits, right? The person cutting mm -hmm. me off on the road doesn't deserve this huge explosion of anger that I'm having. And that's because there's all this old anger from all the times that someone in my life and perhaps even in my mother's life and or my father's life and his father's life or her mother's or father's life, going back generations, all those times that they weren't acknowledged and respected and, you know, um, that, that people cut them off in one way or another, symbolically or actually physically, that never got resolved, never got... So we're looking for some kind of resolution. We're looking for some kind of release of all of that stored up old anger. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, more, that's, that's more helpful and, mm -hmm. and um, more healthy and 
comes to a, a better place than just taking it out on whoever cut you off on the road that doesn't yeah. really get you anywhere as far as your own healing and doesn't really release that whole backlog of, of anger. And so I'm curious what these teachings and these practices that you've, that you've mentioned, how they actually help to resolve that backlog of anger? Is it just a matter of releasing it? Is, a, is it a matter of um, finding, you know, for me, uh, my work with anger has been quite extensive as well. And for me, it's about, oftentimes it's about finding the wisdom underneath the anger and perhaps making adjustments in my day-to-day -day life by, by, you know, asking for my boundaries to be respected, taking responsibility, not expecting other people to know what it is that I want and need, standing up for something that I feel is right, that, that people aren't aware of or that people are disregarding and, and becoming an activist is another way that that anger becomes useful, that angry energy can become useful and have a channel to be uh, to, to flow into. Um, and I could I could go on and on about it, but I want to hear what what you've discovered and what you've explored as to how to transmute that anger from being this pent up energy that the body is can't contain anymore and it has to come out in a skin rash or a cyst um, mm -hmm. into an actual useful healthy energy that's integrated into the healthy functioning of your body and your life. Well, first, you know, once I understood my body and how my body is and where my body is withholding certain elements and, and, and energies, that was the first start. So I, you know, I began with healing it on the physical level as well. So I knew I had to address my liver and I knew I had to address my womb. Um, and Danzalan was just one of many that I've used as in the process. But what I also understood, and I think this is like the primary thing that people need to understand is that it is okay to be angry. It is okay to have fear. It is okay to be in grief. What is not okay is when we either are so quick to respond to it, the extremes of extremes, or we just suppress it to the point where we just ignore it, put a smile on our face and say, everything's fine. Everything is fine. That's when we know we're in trouble. So when, when I say it's okay to be angry and to feel anger, then I'm also saying it's okay to express anger, whether that anger needs to be expressed physically by going outside and just screaming in, you know, into the air or putting it into something productive. Something needs to be done with the anger, but you have to acknowledge that anger lives there and that that is a part of, our, uh, of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So what I did was pretty much that. It was not just in understanding where my anger was coming from, how to address it if it was attached to someone or a situation, a scenario, accepting that I, can no, I can't rewrite the past and how things occurred, that I can only now accept it and acknowledge it, but also at the same time, forgive it in a way where I can make peace with it and say, that happened, but I will no longer allow it to withhold me in the state of anger. Mm -hmm. And so in making my peace with it, that allowed me to also then start to express and look for ways to kind of put it into better use. Mm -hmm. So whether it was advocating for women 
on, you know, the rights to their bodies with relations to abortion. Um, I'm a huge advocate and I've sat on panels and boards of directors for organizations on human trafficking, you know, especially in the areas, you know, one of the things that I struggled with was that I knew that my anger was about not being seen. And here I am at the same time working with organizations and or entities of bodies that are what I consider the group that gets unseen or dismissed, right? If you have an abortion in society, you look as, oh my God, you're dirty. You know, you're the other. The same thing with people who are survivors of human trafficking. They're somehow kind of like, even though you're saying that they're a survivor, there's still that undertone of they're a victim and it was their fault. So I took that anger and placed it in there on, on that in the sense of being an advocate, educating people, but at the same time, educating others on other women who are just going through the same thing that I am. So maybe they're not survivors of one or the other, but they're just trying to survive the day to day. So in putting forward what I learned, I was able to also give back and I'm also able to see how they're taking those, um, that energy of anger or fear or grief and they're able to make peace with it to the point where they are now seeing that their lives are changing, that the, the, the doors of abundance and prosperity and positivity is now becoming something that is regularly with them day to day, as opposed to something that they just wish that they had. Um, and then at the same time, I have to give, I have to put, you know, um, Kundalini as well as some, another, another way for me to express the anger because holding a pose for seven, 11 minutes and doing it for 40 days straight, it is very physically tasking, but it also makes you face your anger. Um, and it, it addresses you, it forces you in a way to really dig deep and ask yourself the questions that at times we don't feel comfortable asking because it's very easy and it's very comfortable to say, I'm angry at you. But you, it's very hard to point the finger back and said, what did I also do to create the situation for either A, my boundaries to be disrespected and not heard, or, you know, that I just kind of, I, there's, there's a, I just participated in this state, in this issue of anger. So there's also that accountability. So that I had to do the same thing for myself. I had to take that accountability, regardless of what, at what stage it happened, because I either ignored it the first time and said, oh, well, that was just culturally, that's just how the culture is because that's how I was raised. Or it was about, you know, not really affirming here are my boundaries and I'm not okay with you stepping out of that boundary. And if you do, there's gonna be other repercussions, whether we sever our relationship, you know, or you just, I just won't be in existence in the premise, you know, in your existence to whatever nature you need to go to. So it was also about being the protector for myself that I didn't do. And so through Kundalini, I was able to see that and then begin to create those barriers and begin to really vocalize what are my boundaries, how far will I'm willing to push my boundaries for an individual or even for myself when I really want to try something and then respecting it at the same time where, no, those are the things that I just will not will not cross like it's just it is what it is and that's it and being okay with that and, and and also being okay with that other people won't accept it and i think that's hard i think that's really really hard because we want to be people pleasers we want to make sure that we're okay with everyone but unfortunately sometimes that's impossible 
And we have to be okay with that. And that applies not just to the outside world, but even in our inner world with our family members. And I think that's, that's really where the first steps really become, you know, uncomfortable, but it's also very liberating at the same time. Wonderful. Well, Shanti, I want to thank you for sharing so much. This, this process of coming to terms with anger is so full. It's so much. You just mm -hmm. talked about all these different, a whole bunch of different angles that you've been exploring and I relate to all of them. And I know there's more and there's more layers of all of these angles uh, as we recover from this collective forbiddance and suppression, especially of, of anger from people in female bodies. Yes. Right? Uh, that that has been forbidden for, for many, many generations you know, across cultures, across lineages. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's such, once we open that box and go down that rabbit hole, right? Then there's just this blossoming and it's our fire. It's our creative fire. It's our passion that has been suppressed. It's our, you know, that's an, an important aspect of our creativity, mm -hmm. of our womb center that has been suppressed and it's at the root of a lot of the stagnation that happens in the womb that creates some of these ailments that you've mentioned PCOS and, and cysts and, and various things and the mm -hmm. all of those have this you know aspect of fire and the other elements being out of bounds too much too little not flowing stagnant held back um, and that, that anger piece is so essential. And listeners know I've talked about it a lot on this podcast. So here we are with it again. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom around that and your journey around that. If folks wanted to get in touch with you and learn more about your work, how might they do so? Um, well, they're welcome to visit my website, which is wombshanti.com. Uh, they could also email me at wombshanti at gmail. I am on social media as well. Um, if you go to the Instagram is just underscore boom Shanti underscore. Um, but there, yeah, everyone is welcome to reach out at any given moment in time. If you just want to have a conversation or if you really want to explore something that's going on with you or someone else, um, I am open to just engaging with people. Um, and I, again, thank you so much for this opportunity to be here today, to talk to you, talk to your audience and share a little bit of the wisdom that I've acquired over the years. Um, and, I, and I always like to stress that I'm forever a student before I am a teacher um, because I love learning. I feel that every time I'm surrounded by my elders, I'm always walking away with another fruit nugget of information and it just always makes sense to the work that I'm doing. So I thank the divine. I thank you. And I thank everyone. Thank you so much for being here today. Mm, thank you, Shanti. So it's a blessing to have you. And listeners know that if you want to learn more about what's going on at the Womb Centered Healing Temple, you can go to wombcenteredhealing.com. And I encourage you to sign up for the newsletter there. You'll get notifications when each time a new blog post or a new podcast comes out, as well as anytime there's 
um, some kind of um, event or course or activity that's upcoming. So thanks again. Uh, and please uh, subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform that you're viewing or listening to it on so that you'll um, be the first to know about the next one coming out. All right. Wonderful to be with you today. That's all for now. Until next time.